All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Rolling through a Tuesday afternoon. Welcome back to The Gregor Show. Presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Stop in today. If you're looking for uh, lots of fun, the boost bets are in. Right? You can boost on uh, Chicago, Pittsburgh, both teams to score two goals in the first period. When you consider the potential for offense in this game, the line of 6.5 hmm, might be good because it's looking like barring a, a busy third period that the opening game of the NHL season is going to be an under as Tampa Bay and Nashville are uh, tied at one through uh, 40 minutes of play. Nikita Kucherov opened up the scoring. And then uh, Ryan O'Reilly in his first game as a member of the Preds. Scores from Forsberg and McDonough. So the uh, first period was all Tampa Bay out shooting them 13-2. And then Nashville responded, dominating the second out shooting Tampa 14-5. So hasn't been a lot of offensive chances in this game so far. See where it goes. Now, lots of text to get to in our uh, Jiffy Lube inbox, 833-401-1440. Hey, guys, does anyone think Kemp could fill in for CeCe? He seemed pretty reliable defensively. Well, that's, hey, his calling card is he's reliable defensively. That's the type of player he is. He doesn't have the foot speed right now to be an NHL player. And definitely not in your top four. So, no. I think you have a better chance of Vincent DeHarnay being the guy who could uh, take some minutes from Cody Cece this season. You know, I think Evan Bouchard is likely going to uh, to play with Darnell Nurse, at least to start this year. We'll see where it goes. Now, Cody Cece, two years ago, was very good. If he can get back to that, then the owners are super happy. But no, I, I don't think Kemp 
is, uh, is at that point right now at all. So. Hey guys, what do you make of this flu for Vancouver? Is there any sort of benefit for the orders? Well, I guess it all depends on how bad it is for the players. Anybody who's had the, like, I don't care if you're an NHL player or not. If you get the flu bug bad enough, it just wears you down. Now, there's some games where players have played sick. Everybody knows the flu game for Jordan, so I don't know. Um, you know what? Um, Vancouver is a team that you have to be leery of their power play. Their power play was pretty good last year. So, you know what? The, the orders, if there was one thing in the preseason that they might want to reduce, it was the amount of penalties they took. Took a lot of penalties in the preseason. And we all know how their penalty kill was last year. And I asked Jay Woodcroft about that today because the Oilers' penalty kill, if you go back and you look at their first 20 games last season, it was awful. Their penalty kill was like 70%. And that's why when you're that bad to start, even if you're good the rest of the way, your overall season percentage on the penalty kill is never going to look good. And that's what happened to Edmonton. Because in their, you know, their after those first 20 games, it got better. It was decent. Then it hovered around 80%. Then in the final 25 games, their penalty kill was quite good. Because not only did they not give up very much, they scored a ton. Their penalty kill was like 97% net. So because that's the amount of goals, amount of times you're shorthanded, right? It includes the goals you give up. However, the shorthanded goals you score reduces it. So if you give up, 10 shorthanded goals, or sorry, power play goals, right? You've been shorthanded 50 times. You give up 10, that's 80%, right? You're 40 out of 50. But if now all of a sudden you score five shorties, well, now you're net 90%. The orders were net, I think it was 97, because they scored a lot of shorthanded goals. They led the league with 18 last year, which was tied for the most shorthanded goals we've seen in the 2000s. You got to go back... um, it might have been 96 when there was one team had 25 and one team had 19. Right? And actually, you know, you got to go back to 2006, but that's also when teams were shorthanded like 200 more times because so you have more of an opportunity. But uh, the orders, basically from 07 on, they scored the most shorthanded goals we've seen in the NHL last year with 18. Now, can that continue? And it was a group, right? Like McDavid had four, but Yanmark had three. Kane had three. Nugent Hopkins had three. Like they had lots of different guys with shorthanded goals last year. They were aggressive. That was when they would get the puck, they wouldn't just ice it down all the time. And especially if you get out there against the opposing team's first unit, you might get a def- you might get a forward who's playing defense on the two on two. Well, that's an advantage, right? And uh, it was interesting. Watch. I'll be very curious to see if this continues. How many shorthanded goals the San Jose Sharks give up? Because today, and, and I'll read you the Sharks lineup, because today they were going with five forwards on their first unit. And people are like, oh, that's so great. Yeah, you know why they're doing it? Because they have no defensemen that can play the power play. Now, I shouldn't say that. Matt Benning could play the power play. Not necessarily a first unit guy, but he could play the power play. He's got a bomb of a shot. Mark Edward Vlasic, No. Mario Ferraro, no. Jan Ruda, no. Uh, Nikolai uh, uh, Nezov, no. Kyle Burrows, no. Henry Thurin, no. Like Matt Benning's probably their number one power play guy, but he's going to be on their second unit. So that's why they're going with five forwards. And, uh, and I'll be curious to see 
how that plays out for the Sharks. I know a lot of people have been calling for that. Hey, go five forwards, go five forwards. Well, nowadays when you have lots of teams who are more aggressive on the penalty kill, if you have five forwards, anytime you have a two-on-one, I'm sorry. It's like a two-on-a-half because most forwards don't play two-on-ones. They have no – like, you're like, okay, I'm going to stay in the middle here. It's not that easy. So I can understand why teams are hesitant to do it. I don't get it at all. So lots of texts flying in when we asked you, who's your prediction for Stanley Cup final this year? I would say without question, the number one pick amongst texters is Edmonton and Carolina by a huge margin. Now, I understand we're in Edmonton, so a lot of you are picking the orders, as you should. You want your team in the final. But everybody's on Team Carolina. And I get it. They've been good. But here's my question to you. When you look at Carolina's roster this year, what's different from the previous three? Do they have a game breaker? And I keep saying this. If there's one team that should go heavy after Patrick Kane when he comes back and he's ready to go, to me it'd be the Carolina Hurricanes. And of the competitive teams, they have the most cap space available. It's not a lot, but it's 2.7 right now. And they keep accruing that. So that, that can turn into quite a bit of cap space come uh, the trade deadline. Like a significant amount. So they would have more than enough to sign Kane if they wanted to. But Carolina is the team. I know there's lots of talk about Buffalo and, you know, they got opening on the right wing, no question. They got tons of cap space for sure. But I don't put Buffalo right now in the cup contender category. You haven't made the playoffs in 12 years. I don't care how excited I can be about their team. I can't say they're a cup contender. I just can't. Maybe they'll surprise me during the season, but they got a pretty young team. I wouldn't necessarily put them as a cup contender. So Carolina, that's what they lack. They got great defense. Obviously, they need healthy goaltending. That's the other big one in Carolina. Can their goalie stay healthy when it matters most? Hey, guys, I would love the fact, Oilers in Toronto. That would be unbelievable just for the chirping from Dave. Hey, why not? Hey, guys, I have to agree with you. Hockey night in Canada Saturday. Go with Jack Campbell there. Go with Skinner tomorrow. Now, Skinner's game, though, well, it's hockey night in Canada tomorrow. Isn't the Skinner-Edmonton uh, game, isn't that the national one uh, on uh, Wednesday night hockey for Sportsnet tomorrow night? I guess Vancouver and Edmonton. I'm pretty sure it is. Although they do have two, so... Calgary will probably be on the regional one, I think. But I think Vancouver is the national game, right? Because you have Toronto early against Montreal and then Edmonton-Vancouver. So both of them, I know it's not Saturday night, but it's Wednesday night. People are pretty fired up for hockey. And I I don't know if the goalie feels more nervous because the game's on TV nationally or not. I don't know. Skinner, Campbell, ultimately I'm not sure it matters. Who starts game one? Campbell's had a better preseason. Totally fair. Skinner had a better season last year. So if you're a coach, would you take... I get some people say, it's what have you done for me lately? Coaches have a tendency to be a little bit more loyal to that. But again, it's a short leash. And Jack Campbell might be the starter. But even if Jack Campbell becomes a starter, I don't think it's a significant one where he's starting 50 and Skinner's starting 32. 
unless he's just playing dynamite and Skinner's really struggling. Even last year when Jack Campbell struggled quite a bit, he still started 34 games. So I think we have to remember that. Speck's going to join us. He's on a flight. He'll join us in 20 minutes. Uh, James Sabalski, who is the uh, voice of uh, all of your uh, video games for hockey. He'll join us. We'll talk about the Vancouver Canucks, who, of course, the orders are playing tomorrow. Garland asked for a trade earlier in the summer. It came public today. They haven't been able to move him in his 4.95 cap hit for three more years. They got the flu bug going on. They've made a lot of changes. Their goalie's healthy. And for the fifth consecutive season, the Oilers and the Canucks will start their seasons facing off against one another. The only difference from the last four, this year the game's in Vancouver. Will it make a difference? We'll find out next in the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 5.25 on a lovely Tuesday afternoon. How are you? Eve of the NHL season for order fans, but the season has begun as Nashville and Tampa Bay. They didn't get the memo. They didn't get the memo. Okay, offense, boys and girls, offense. What about the Preds? They scored early in the third. Parson and 11 seconds in, and they'd lead two to one. Oof. Well, there you go. Nashville. Remember, a lot, down the stretch last year, they got a lot of good contributions from the young guys, and that's what they're hoping will continue. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly in his first game scores. Now Parsonen, if you had him, anybody got him in their pool? Something tells me Kucherov, Hedman, and Point were gone. Forsberg and O'Reilly as well. But Parsonen, maybe. Forsberg, the first two-point game of the NHL season. Coming up later, Connor Bedard will make his NHL debut tonight against Sidney Crosby in a night where Crosby, Malkin, and Latang will become the first trio of teammates to play 18 seasons together. Damn. That's pretty good. Long time. Oof, I like it. Let's get to our uh, fantasy report now, brought to you by NextGen Transportation, heavy haul transport provider, 100% locally owned and operated, and they are hiring. Go to nextgentransportation.com. James Sabalski uh, joins us from uh, Vancouver, a longtime uh, broadcaster also. Maybe now I don't know if this is this if his favorite title or not, but the voice of the NHL for all of you gamers, James. How are you, my man? It's a pretty big deal. You must, the kids must just love the voice. Uh, it's funny. I, I've got four daughters in the house, <laughs> and they—I uh, I don't think they really gave too much of a crap for the longest time. <laughs> um, you know, it's just—I don't know. It's just one of those things. I don't know if they just took it for granted or just it was just. You know, wasn't on the radar. And, and then somewhere in the last couple of years, because this is year five now for me, somewhere in the last couple of years, I think they've got friends that that play the game now. And suddenly, you that's know, cool. their friends at school go, wait, that's your dad? Oh, my God, that's so cool. So now I get, I, I get kind of like the runoff effect of I get a little bit of cool points because, there's uh, there's other kids that think that, that it's cool. They don't think I'm cool, but their the odd friend thinks I am. So yeah. that's how that's how it operates here on the West Coast. Good to talk again, Jay. Man, it's been a minute. It has been. Yeah. How'd you get that gig? How, like, do you have to try out for it? How'd it go? Yeah. So uh, it goes back to. I mean, I'll try to give you the Reader's Digest version. But back in 2018, um, I was hosting a, a CFL podcast with 
Davis Sanchez um, from TSN and uh, former NFLer, former CFLer. And Chessie's really good friends with one of the, the top dogs uh, involving the game, uh, a guy named Sean, Je- uh, Sean Ram Jagsik. Okay. Anyway, Chessie kind of mentioned that they were looking for a new broadcast team. He mentioned a couple of the names of some of the, some of the other individuals that were auditioning. And, and I was like, man, like, I mean, I grew up playing this freaking game, right? Like, come on, <laughs> NHL 94, NHL 95. I mean, still struggling to score. And, Anyway, I just said, hey, look, do you think you could ask your, your, your buddy if I could, uh, you know, take a swing at the plate? I'd just love to audition, like take a shot. And he's like, yeah, let me ask him. And, and you know, true to his word, a couple of days later, I, I get an email from uh, the legal team at, at EA just saying, hey, look, your name's come up as somebody um, we'd like to schedule an audition for. Can you do it? And uh, I went in and, um, you know, the, the audition process was basically going into, uh, into the Electronic Arts Studio. And I mean, it is a beautiful facility. Uh, especially compared to a lot of the broadcast outlets that we've worked at over the years, you know, <laughs> yeah. feel like they're a bunker. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's like, wow, this is awesome. And look at the cafeteria food and all of it. Right. And uh, so anyway, I, I go in and it was like a black and white monitor uh, where they were showing kind of some gameplay of, uh, of just some highlights. And in fact, one of them was actually um, that crazy game. Was it game seven? Uh, during that Oilers duck series uh, with, uh, you know, where it was really kind of dry sidles coming out party and, and such. And anyway, so they just said, call it like you see it. And, uh, you know, there's no real script to work off. And, you know, I just tried to have some fun and, and bring, uh, bring my, uh, my wrestling fan out with uh, all the high, uh, you know, screaming and all of it. And, um, you know, I kind of walked out going, I don't know what the hell just happened, but I, I, that was fun. And, didn't hear anything for a month, and, and then they followed up saying, hey, look, we'd like to, uh, you know, you've been added to the short list, and, um, you know, we'll have a decision in the next, uh, you know, couple weeks. And, you know, radio silence for another month, and I was like, ah, you know, it's cool to be just considered. And then they said, look, we want to schedule a chemistry test with somebody. And I was like, oh, well, this is kind of serious. And so I went in, and uh, I was with Ray Ferraro, who mm-hmm. I had called the game with for uh, the last four years. And... You know, and obviously Ray's got such a tremendous reputation. I think Oilers fans are familiar with Ray from over the years as well. And anyway, um, so that went well. And then radio sounds for another month. And um, then they say, look, we want to schedule another, uh, you know, audition. And it was like, oh, my God, now I want this. So, like, this process has gone on like four months now. And uh, and then finally, after that last final audition, was just kind of a quick one. And they uh, they said, we'll let you know in a week or so. And uh, true to their word, almost like to the minute, a week later, they said, um, you know, we'd like for you to be the voice of uh, of the, uh, the NHL franchise for nice. sports. And honestly, Jay, like, you know, I've been fortunate enough to, to travel around the world and, and cover a lot of cool events, um, you know, through TSN, through Sportsnet, through the score. I've been a total media whore, I guess you could say. But, um, you know, being part of a, you know, of a, of a franchise that's as iconic as it is over 30 years, um, it, it's honestly, it, it is so much fun and it's such an incredible team. And it's, and it's something I'm really proud of. Oh, it's great. Uh, James Sabalski joins us. Now, Ray retired, did he not? From He's not your color guy anymore. Yeah, yeah. So, Ray, uh, after four years, I mean, Ray's got a lot on his plate. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so and in came uh, Cheryl Pounder. And and I, I, I cannot say enough, and I think if anybody's bothered to, to read a review of, of the game this year's installment, um, Cheryl, I mean, that's a tough act to follow after Ray, who's got a reputation as being maybe arguably the best color man in the business, the yeah. best analyst in, the, in, in hockey, and, and one of the best in all the sports. And Cheryl has come in, and 
you know, I think Cheryl's kind of flown under the radar for some people over the last couple of years, but I think she's really had a coming out party over the last year and, and more increasing profile. She's so good. You know, she's got great energy. She doesn't take herself too seriously, but she works really hard. Um, she's also a high-level coach as well. So um, she just she's just brought such an enthusiasm. She's very self-deprecating as well, much like Ray. And, uh, you know, it's just a different sound. I, I've, I've really, you know, it's funny because we work remote now as opposed to going into the studio like we, we did, you know, prior to COVID. And the whole world changed. Um, but... You know, Cheryl's based in Toronto. I'm based in Vancouver, and it's funny when you don't, you know, you don't really see somebody face to face. But yeah. uh, to hit it off with her as we have over the last year, and the energy has been just instantaneous. I, I absolutely love working with her, and uh, tough to lose Ray. Love working with Ray and the stories and all of it. But uh, you know, it's been a seamless transition. And Cheryl, um, she just brought a whole new energy and, and a flair, and it's just a real fun team dynamic as well. She's been she's been a lot of fun. So how many hours does it take? So for me, I'm contracted to do about 250 to 300 hours a year. What? Holy yeah. cow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, Bigger job than I thought. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, uh, yeah. So um, what, I, what I do is we do pretty much, um, we do one or two voice sessions a week that run about four and a half hours okay. right um which is which is a lot uh yeah. you know it's a you know, full day i mean you know it's uh you know there's a there's a mental component right i mean it's it's funny because i Jason, i'm sure you've talked to a bazillion people over the years and people oh man you got the coolest job in the world and you know they just they just see and hear the 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 spoken word com- component right but you know what a lot of people don't see is the behind the scenes the the uh you know, it's the preparation, right? I mean, for a, you know, for a three-hour talk show, there's probably ten hours of work prep, right? <laughs> and uh, and so, you know, for this, it's a little different in terms of the, the different from uh, from a preparation, but it's just staying that that energy. And for me, you know, a big reason why I got the job was I, I think they really liked the energy that I brought to the table. And so, you know, my baseline is you know for even just a, a just more of a, a regular flow of the game still has a, a fairly high intensity to it. So, you know, there's a lot that I put not just mentally, but physically into it. And so we do four and a half hours uh, usually for, for the average voice session. And yeah, we just kind of, and, and then it's just filling buckets. I mean, some days are definitely like, uh, you find out how sausage is made and it's like, well, this isn't all that sexy. And then there's some days where, you know, you really kind of get the creative juices going and, um, you get a chance to kind of have some banter and back and forth. And there's a lot of improv and a lot of ad libs. So it just really allows for you to kind of be yourself and just to have some fun and, um, and just kind of create, uh, you know, it's the theater of your mind, right? You're, you're basically mm-hmm. analyzing plays that don't really physically exist, but obviously we've all watched enough games that, you know, you just find a context in your mind and, and tell a story and, and try to paint that picture within that context. James Sabalski joins us. Uh, James, quickly, of course, orders in the Canucks uh, going home and away Wednesday and Saturday. First time in five years that they'll open up uh, in Vancouver. The last four, it's always been Edmonton and Vancouver. Yeah, in, Edmonton. In Edmonton, yeah. Um, you, of course, have, you know you, you know the Canucks organization quite well. And, you know, are there, do you see any young guys that are going to make a bigger impact on that team this year? You know, not really. Um, you know, it's, it's funny. I think that's the one thing that's really been kind of a, 
you know, obviously they got it right drafting Elias Patterson. We'll see whether or not he stays uh, long-term after this season. But, you know, um, outside of getting it right with Quinn Hughes, uh, you know, I, I guess you can, you know, fairly right. Like, you know, Brock Besser's, you know, as much as you, you can lament the contract, you know, Besser's obviously proven to be an NHL player. And, you know, he was an all-star at one point. Um, you know, he's kind of a perennial mid-20 goal scorer. Uh, it'd like it to be higher. But, you know, between those three guys that they drafted with Hughes, Pedersen, and Besser, uh, and I guess you could throw in Thatcher Demko with that as well, you know, when it comes to development and getting it right with players, it, it's just been tough. I mean, I, I think Neil Foglander, uh, you know, there's a guy I think you could look at this year and you'd like to see uh, a strong return out of him and early signs in camp were that he was, he was right there and he was, and he, and he looked good. He's obviously got a lot of speed. There is some skill there, um, but he spent a lot of time, more time than not in the minors last year where, you know, this is, it's been four years since he was drafted, Jason. So, you know, this is kind of a show me year where we're starting to see a lot of guys from those 2018, 2019 drafts that, you know, we've seen guys placed on waivers and first round picks. Right. And, you know, Hoaglander was a second-round pick, and I think the initial thought that this was a real find for Vancouver, but, you know, he just hasn't shown that he's a, a full-time NHLer yet. You know, Vasily Pond-Colson, their 10th overall selection in 2019 in front of the home fans when the draft is here in Vancouver. You know, he's going to start the season in Abbotsford in the American Hockey League, and, you know, this is a player that they were willing to wait two years for in the, in the KHL, right? And then he comes over here, and they thought he'd be a plug-and-play player, and you know, he just hasn't processed the game yet. So, you know, this is a team that has just relied on making trades and signings over the years. And, you know, obviously it hasn't really worked, but, you know, this team's going to go as their core goes. Uh, but when you look at young guys, I mean, look what they've done on the back end, right? They brought in Carson Susie, who's going to start the season injured. Uh, you know, you've got Ian Cole. You've got, you know, Teddy Bluger that now brought in to try to help. Um, you know, Pia Suter, who they've just signed as well in a one-year deal. I mean, there's a guy you could look at as maybe offering some potential if you still consider him a young guy, but there's not a lot of kids or, or prospects that have been marinating or have been a real nice find as a high-level draft pick that is stepping into this team. It's, uh, you know, it, it's kind of the same old Canucks. I think this this year you've got a healthy Thatcher Demko, and I think that's the hope is that that's going to go a long way in terms of solving their problems from last year. Well, James, we look forward to another season and uh, continued success uh, uh, in real hockey and, of course, at, uh, at EA in the, in the video game hockey, which uh, some people take just as serious as real hockey, which makes it exciting. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, my friend. Great to talk to you, Jason. All the best, man. Enjoy the season. I, I picked the Oilers to win the Cup, so I uh, hopefully I haven't jinxed them by doing that because I've got it wrong pretty much every year since. Uh, well, eventually, eventually you'll get it right, James. Same as me. Eventually. We'll one see. of these days. One yeah. of these days. Awesome. There you go. That's uh, James Sabalski, the uh, voice of NHL on uh, EA Sports, also the voice of the Abbotsford Canucks in the AHL. Uh, when we come back, Mark Spector will join us on the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 Live on Orders Nation YouTube in the E-Well studio. Next Thursday is their grand opening from 11 a.m. until 1 p.m. They invite uh, all of their clients, customers, and 1440 listeners. You want to stop in, get a free lunch, tour the facility. It's amazing. So uh, check it out at uh, E-Well. That's on 184th Street, 186th Street, excuse me, in the West End. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All of a sudden, there is a chance. Woo, it's been a flurry of goals. They got the memo in Tampa Bay. They're like, hey, wait a sec. What's this garbage no scoring? No, no, no. It's been a flurry of goals. Four goals now in the third period, and it is 3-3. So uh, looking like the over is happening, if you bet it. Play Alberta.ca. Parson made a 2-1, to one, then Paul and Hagel, and now uh, Novak has scored for Nashville. Four goals in the first eight minutes and 46 seconds of the uh, third period. I like it. I'm an offensive guy. You know what? Now, I've only seen two of the highlights. I don't even care if they're bad goals. Just like a little bit of excitement. It's a roller coaster for the fans. On a little up and down scoring early on in the regular season. It's always good. Let's get to the spec report now brought to you by GS Construction. And uh, hey, they just want to let you know, hey, they know the traffic's a little slow going now in the Yellowhead and Stony Plain Road. They're working there. They're doing their best to get it done. So stay patient. Please adhere to all the rules of the road so everybody gets home safe. That's GS Construction. As Mark Spector joins us from Vancouver. Spec, where uh, you might have to wear a mask tomorrow. The flu bug's going around in Vancouver. Garland's asking for a trade, although I guess I was told that he's been asking, he would ask for a trade in the summer. The Canucks uh, tried to trade him. Uh, no go, but when you got three years left at 4.95 and you're not overly productive, it's pretty hard to trade you. Yeah, he is uh, He's a 45-probably point player, 50-point player, 20-goal guy who is smaller than than it says. I think they list him at 5'11". I don't think he's 5'11", and they list him at about $106 or something, uh, and that's what he is. So, you know, there's an old saying, and I think it applied to Kyler Yamamoto. I'm not sure Kyler Yamamoto was good enough to be that small. Uh, Garland is a more productive player. He's, mm-hmm. a, he's a genuine sort of middle six scorer. But, you know what? The Canucks are too small and being too small is just not good. If I, I can find forty-five point players at five million bucks that are six foot two, so yeah, it's going to be a tough trade for Jim Rutherford and uh, Alvin and the boys for sure. You look at uh, the Vancouver Canucks spec. Uh, we'll get to the orders in a second, but we've talked a lot about them for a month. Um, obviously, 
if they return to the playoffs, they're going to need better goaltending and really healthy. When Demko was healthy last year, he was pretty good. He's and, a good goalie, yeah. And I would argue that he might be the best goalie in the division when everybody's healthy. So it's that's obviously one thing. But uh, Strutty pointed out earlier, the defense in Vancouver uh, leaves a little bit less than uh, desirable at this point. What do you make of the Canucks' chances to be a playoff team this year? Uh, I don't love them. <laughs> I don't love them. I don't think that they're uh, – I don't think – you know, could Thatcher Demko – carry that team into the playoff, that's how good he is. Yeah, he could. He could carry them. If he gets his health back and his game back, he, I agree with you, Jason. He's the best goalie. In the, Is he the best goalie in the Pacific? I'm thinking of all the teams. He's probably the best goalie in the Pacific, isn't he? I think he's better than Markstrom. But he's coming off of two years where he was hurt and as subsequently not very good. So he's got to prove it again, and it's hard to prove it behind the defense that is, uh, you know, that is a C minus defense here in in Vancouver. So it's not the kind of place for a goalie to get his game back necessarily, right? There, you know, they got a great player in Quinn Hughes for sure. Uh, now they're going to play Hronik with him tomorrow, and if you play with Quinn Hughes, man, you got to play twenty four minutes a night, twenty five minutes a night. Can can Hronik against the best thing, the best lines the other team has? Philip Hronick good enough for that, you think? We'll find out. It's a good question. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm not sure he's good enough. I mean, I'm not saying he's not good enough one day, but I don't know. He came from Detroit, right? I, I, what was that deal? How did he get over there? I can't remember. They now. traded him at the end of the season last year. Yeah. So if he was a genuine first pairing 24, 25 minute defenseman, Stevie Eisner wouldn't have traded him. Ah, yeah. But but I can give you a laundry list of young defensemen who got traded before they were that and turned into that very quickly. So, well, maybe, let's see. Maybe he's one of those guys, man. I won't take that away from you. Maybe he turns into that defenseman. He's not that defenseman yet. How about that? Yeah, no, that's fair. That's totally fair. Um, which is the same as Evan Bouchard, right? Like Evan Bouchard is not yet a top bearing defenseman, but he might start the season as one in Edmonton, and that's going to be something that they progress. Um, you know, tomorrow night, you know, some people think Ekholm won't play. Uh, they just they don't think he's ready. I honestly have no idea. I know McLeod's playing for sure. Uh, I think Kulak's playing. I'm I don't know anything about Ekholm, but um, I look at it. If he doesn't go in game one, which is fine, it's one game. Would you play CeCe and Kulak and then just go Broberg and DeHarnay as your third pair? Uh, yeah, I think I would. First game of the season, uh, that allows me to, you know, DeHarnay and, and Broberg have played some minutes in their careers. They're not green, green, green rookies. Yep. Uh, and I'm going to also say to you that the depth forwards on Vancouver don't scare me a bit. Yeah, I think I can true. find 10 minutes ice time for that pair tomorrow night, Jason. Uh, because of my opponent. If I was going in against the four lines deep team that was really good and it was an important game, we'd be having a different conversation. But if that comb doesn't play, I, w- I think that's exactly what I would do. Yes. What would you do? Yeah, I think I would do that because CC and Kulak, that's what they did all preseason. They played together, right? And um, you had the two big men in uh, in Broberg and DeHarnay playing together. I don't I actually really think the biggest benefactor of the preseason has been Philip Broberg. He got to play quite a few games at 20 minutes a night and I felt he became much more assertive 
maybe at the uh, at the encouragement of uh, Mr. Ekholm because he talked about how he was trying to tell him, "You got speed, man. Get up on the play. If it's, if there's a turnover, you can get back. Don't worry about yep. it." And so, um, you know, I've liked Philip Broberg because his skating that's that's what he was drafted for. This is a guy who should be mobile and be able to move the puck and transport the puck. Well, let's find out. You know, let's find out. Like it's it's. You know, the point you made earlier about young defensemen, sometimes they take longer, and I'm with you all the way on that. Uh, we've got one in our own city. We watched that, you know, in Evan Bouchard, who looked unaware and disinterested at times, and we weren't sure what was there. And, man, you got to use that shot more. And you know what? He got in with the right veteran partner and was given the right opportunity, and he ran with it. So I'm not sure why you wouldn't try to mirror that same thing with Broberg. I'm not here to promise you it turns out as well, but you've got to find out. I mean, I think Broberg has a lot of tools to be a good player, but you got to give him the, I think you got to give him the chance. Ekholm worked wonders with Bouchard, yep. and uh, why wouldn't he do the same with a young Swedish guy? I think you'd be foolish not to try. Oh, yeah. No, I think Duncan Keith was a big factor in Bouchard's development, too, when yes. he was here. Yeah, so. Yes, big factor. Yeah, big it, it, factor. it helps for sure. So you play two years in a row, you get Duncan Keith for a little while, and then you get Matthias Ekholm, and lo yeah. and behold, you learn a whole bunch of stuff, and you get confident, and you turn into a better player. Imagine that happening. Oh, shocking. <laughs> shocking how that works. Spec, it, uh, it's going to be an interesting season, man. I'm excited. Quickly, what's your point totals in the regular season for the Orders? My point totals. Well, what did they do? They did 109 points last year. You're not going to do a ton better than that. I think they're going to be 100. 13-point team and win the division. 113, win the division. Kind of hard for me to argue with that, Spec. I think the Oilers are a good team this year. So health is really the only thing that might derail their point totals in the regular season. Well, they're a good team. No, no, this is the best team I've covered here since, well, since I've been covering teams here. And I'm (laughs) I'm embarrassed to tell you how long that is. (laughs) uh, They're good. They're deep. They're good. And their worst players are, are guys that would play for almost any team in the league is, I guess, what I'm trying to say. They used to have guys in their top six that would, you know, well, look at Yamamoto. Yeah. Yamamoto went over to Seattle. He's trying to find his way into the lineup, mm-hmm. right? Trying to find his way in the lineup. They don't have those guys anymore. Yeah, no. It's true. Speck, have an awesome day. We'll chat with you tomorrow from Vancouver. From the rink, buddy. Talk yeah, to you then. I bet you. There's uh, Mark Spector. The uh, Speck Report brought to you by GS Construction. Loaded show for you today. Big thanks to uh, Brad Slater and Connor Halley, who are uh, producers, uh, live show producer, Brandon Douglas, uh, to Sean Brown, all of our guests. And, of course, to all of you, thank you so much for making Sports 1440 and the Jason Greger Show part of your day. We appreciate it, whether it's on the commute, whether you're listening at home, however you stream us. It's awesome. Get the podcast right after the show, anywhere you get your podcast. Each interviewer today, Derek Van Deesh, Dave McCarthy, Mark Spector, James Sabalski, Ted Nolan. If you missed Ted Nolan, you really want to listen to that one, go to jasongreger.com. Enjoy the opening night of the NHL season. Connor Bedard, Sidney Crosby, coming up in about 15 minutes. And then Vegas, the late game order fans might not watch that, the banner raising ceremony. Let's get to sports. 1440 update brought to you by Fountain Tire. Right now, during the Road Ready Sales event, you can save up to 25% on select tires and a bonus of 50 bucks off any service until October 21st. Book your appointment at FountainTire.com. Good night. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.